I'm one of the top Jeep blogs in the world. This episode of the Jeep Talk Show is brought to you by Extreme Terrain. Leaders in 1987 to 2018 Jeep Wrangler parts and accessories. Extreme Terrain provides top-tier expertise and customer service from genuine Wrangler experts. Stay tuned to later in this episode to hear about their latest Throttle Out episode titled 2018 Jeep Wrangler JL Trims Explained. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Jeep Mama, Josh, and Tony. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Well, you know, you guys uh, have the benefit or the, uh, not the benefit of not being able to see Josh, but I do. Josh, you, you look down, there's, there's, uh, something going on. What's, what's, what's going on? You know, after the, the show last week, uh, you know, obviously you got to go to bed I mean, bright and early, got to wake up the next morning, go to work and all that sort of stuff. I came out in the driveway and, oh, no. uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, the was there. It was a the bright, was shiny oh, new Chevy truck. <laughs> I was like, no, no not again. I wish it was something as glamorous or, or as fun as that. No, the, uh, I had a tire, a flat tire on the Honda. So <laughs> it's like, and it's the well, only reason it was still the there. <laughs> it was the only reason it was still there. Right. <laughs> yeah, probably. It, it's a, the glass is half full, right? That's what I'm looking at. It's a silver lining. It's like, well, eh, it's this flat tire, but uh, hey, the car's still there. We you know, can't complain. <laughs> so real quick that what the pre-roll that you just read about Extreme Terrain's video, you guys have got to watch it. Very cool. Lots of good stuff. The link's in my, my blog on JeepMama.com. Is, anyway. that the, is that the award-winning blog, Tammy? Yes, the award-winning <laughs> Jeep blog. Hey, Josh, what's coming up in the episode tonight? Well, we're going to be talking with Don from Dirty Acres Grill Inserts. Going to peel back the layers on that one. Uh, there was a strange Jeep theft that we'll hear about. We finally got some info behind what caused those brand new Jeeps to go up in flames while in storage in Ooh. This Week in Jeep. Uh, huh. Wrangler Top 5 tips are back for after you're done off-road. And Steve has one last little morsel of wisdom to impart on us about the Dana 30. Nikki G will, of course, grace us with his presence, and we've got a whole bunch of other stuff, too, so stick around. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And This Week in Jeep is brought to you by Amazon.com. The leaves are turning and the tops are getting put back on our Jeeps, but that doesn't mean the summer fun needs to end. Right now, there are all kinds of blowout deals on summer-centric Jeep goods on Amazon.com. To take advantage and get in on the savings, head over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com, and click the big Amazon button you see there. That'll take you right to Amazon.com, where anything you buy over the next day will have a small percentage donated to helping out the Jeep Talk Show. It's a great way to get some great deals and a great way to support the show. While Chris B. of Woodhaven, Michigan, spent the last seven months pouring cash and sweat into his 1998 Jeep Cherokee, adding a ton of aftermarket parts to get it off-road ready. This last Monday morning, the Jeep hit the road. Unfortunately, it was without Chris. After breaking into other cars, thieves stole the beautifully modified Cherokee XJ from Chris's apartment complex near Telegraph and West Road. As Chris made a police report with Woodhaven Police Department, the Jeep was spotted on a security camera just 15 miles away in nearby Melvindale. The owner of an auto parts store posted a screen grab of the Jeep to Facebook saying there was a reward if anybody knew who, who this Jeep belonged to. Chris's heart just sank seeing his own, own Jeep on, on the screen. 
He eventually talked with the auto parts store owner who told Chris his Jeep was involved in an attempted smash-and-grab robbery, heavily damaging the main garage door to the shop. Obviously distraught and clearly not wanting any of this to somehow come back on him, he told the story to the shop owner in an attempt to, get, to clear his name. Now, obviously, having a copy of the police report, he's got nothing to worry about. The guy was just heading to work, only to find that the vehicle he put so much effort, sweat, and money into was taken from him before he could even get to work on Monday morning. Now, Chris is obviously willing to do whatever it takes to get his beloved Jeep back, as any of us would. As a single dad and with over seven months of labor and $6,000 of hard-earned money tied into this Cherokee build, he's hoping that somebody out there has a tip that can help him get it back. And we'll have a link to the news report in the show notes that has the video of, uh, of that Jeep. And, well, you can see uh, Chris and his Jeep on that. And we're going to have those at JeepTalkShow.com. And obviously, after watching that, and if you see the Jeep, we'll contact the Melvindale Police Department immediately. Now, Josh, I know that uh, we spoke about this recently, because I'm sure because of all the number of times that the, your Honda has been taken um, taken out for a joyride. Uh, you're, I think you're kind of strange in the standpoint, uh, your situation strange from the standpoint of you always get your, your Honda back with usually within mm -hmm. five or seven days, uh, yeah. which to me doesn't seem like the norm whenever a vehicle is stolen. So, um, and especially you don't want somebody else driving your vehicle. Even you don't want to them driving your Honda, much less your, yeah. your prized uh, Jeep. So it. it might be time to resurrect some of the, uh, uh, what was it, the electrical audio and tips thing where we were talking oh, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Old segment that we used to do uh, back in the day called electrical and audio tips. And yeah, we can get into some of those security tips yeah. uh, for people out there. It might be a good time of the time of, uh, time of the year to do that sort of you stuff. You know, scare the shit out of people with these kind of stories <laughs> and then sell them the information on how to keep it from happening to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is all over social media. Of course, you guys can uh, you you can see the uh, the news report for yourself. Uh, I'm sure you can look him up on Facebook and whatnot. Reach out to the kid and uh, reach out to the guy rather and uh, and give him some support or whatnot. But uh, I mean, just I mean, horrendous having to you know spend so much time and effort and money into something, and then before even getting a chance to really enjoy it, it getting pulled out from underneath of you. I mean, just it's a tragic story nonetheless. Yeah, and I'm I'm like you, Josh. Josh had mentioned that uh, when he first saw this uh, image of this Jeep, he thought it was mine. And oh, yeah. <laughs> when I first saw the image of this Jeep, I thought it was mine. I was like, oh, holy hell. No, those aren't my stickers because it does. It looks a lot like uh, set up the same yeah, way. Of course, red, mine red isn't. sticker, Fender flares, sticker, you know, red Jeep, uh, Fender flares, yeah. stickers on it and yeah. stuff. I was just like, wow, just at first glance, that <laughs> looks exactly like Tony's Jeep. What's going on here? And just for a second, you thought, did Tony steal this Jeep? Is it, did it belong right. to somebody else? <laughs> going on here i see i see you're jealous of all the honda talks so you guys like, well if i get my jeep stolen isn't <laughs> well congrats go to a small town jeep startup now baldy's jeep shop celebrated one year it's one year anniversary on september 1st baldy specializes in jeep maintenance repairs tires and upgrades and since opening the shop the shop has doubled its space which is located at 1001 doris lane suite d cedar park now, Baldi's now has four full-time technicians in addition to its owners, Trey and Darby Meyer. We'll have a link to their shop and the show notes for this episode. Just want to give them congratulations. It's not all that common to, uh, to hear about a new Jeep company starting up and making it through their first year. Now, we've interviewed a couple of people on the show that have done just that. So anytime uh, a new Jeep startup uh, happens and, and they're able to make it through their first year, I'd give them a little tip of the hat. That's great. Yeah, that's, you know, I'd love to do that. I, at least I think that I would love to do that. I'd like to be the guy sitting in the, uh, the air-conditioned right? office in front of oh, the computer. Yeah. 
cracking oh, yeah. the whip, you know, and then uh, going out there and let me uh, let me help you there. No, no, just go away. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the boss again. I know. He's going to want to over torque something. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure at, at any given point, any one of us have have probably had that, you know, that pipe dream, that daydream of like, man, that'd be pretty cool if I had my own, you know, Jeep company or my own Jeep just dealership Jeeps. or my own yeah. off road, you know, product company or, you know, something like that. You know, and this person living that dream, these these people live in that dream. So I'm uh, making it through their first year. Got to give them a shout out. So, well, you guys uh, may have heard about those. Um, well, those fires, those Jeeps catching on fire. Uh, well, the mystery of the self-combusting Jeeps have has finally been solved. Now, this is it's for the little, JLs, right? Yeah. Now, it's a little misleading because an FCA, Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, at first would not release the exact issue. I mean, there were some investigations. It was all over the news. But there was never any like, well, this is what caused it. Now, however, a recent state investigation into those Jeep fires in storage has shed light on what caused dozens of these brand new off the assembly line Jeeps to go up in flames while just sitting in a parking lot. Now, the first fire happened on back in May, uh, May 21st, roughly in a storage lot in Toledo uh, owned by the Ann Arbor Railroad. And that's when about 20 Jeeps caught on fire. The company investigated, said they knew what the problem was, but didn't reveal it. Now we're getting a cleaner picture of what happened, and we're learning that from the investigation at the Toledo Express Airport in Swanton. That's when more Jeeps caught on fire in, uh, er, in early May. That case was turned over to the Ohio State, Marshal, fire, State Fire Marshal's Office, and in the course of that investigation, the state was notified by FCA that the problem was located. According to the carmaker, quote, the cause of the fires were due to a high-resistance contention of a battery cable for under-the-rear passenger seats. In other words, they pinched a wire. Oh, the information man. that that information then had uh, had the state turn its determination to the fire to be accidental, and the state closed the case. All said and done. Now FCA said the issue was addressed with no impact to production. None of the vehicles were ever shipped to a customer. All of them were sitting in one storage lot or another, and that was that. So currently, FCA says no recall was or even is needed because the product never made it to the customer. There was never any you know, end delivery point. So at this point, the public is only aware of the three fire incidents related to the 2018 Jeep Wrangler. That first fire in the Toledo storage lot, then some other Jeeps caught on fire the next day in the same lot, and the third one is the Swanton fire. So the bottom line here is that you have nothing to worry about, and your 28 Jeep, 2018 Jeep likely probably won't kill you in a rolling <laughs> fireball of doom or go up in flames in your driveway. Probably. <laughs> I feel safer so, already. Yeah. I mean, how do they know? Uh, I guess it would have already happened by now, huh? Well, there's, okay, now, so, there's, something, new to, something new to all of us, uh, the, us three hosts here, um, that we actually kind of were talking about in chat earlier this week was how the new 2018 JLs have a second battery already installed in them. We were talking about dual battery setups and, and that sort of stuff. And so this is a secondary battery cable for that secondary battery, which is essentially just for um, the, the, like the Jeep secondary systems and stuff like that. Because it has that, uh, you know, you pull up to a stoplight and the Jeep will turn off. And you're sitting there for a couple of minutes while you're waiting for that light to turn. No sense on wasting gas. When you lay, bring your foot off the brake and touch the gas, the vehicle restarts and, and off you go. So this battery system is to control everything while the vehicle is essentially turned off while you're waiting at the light and whatnot. So this other second battery that you don't ever really see or mess with or whatnot is this second battery cable that was fed towards that to tie into the, you know, the rest of the power distribution system. In the routing of that cable, there was something 
that they went around a bend too tight. They went through a bulkhead and didn't grommet it. I don't know the exact details and likely we probably never will, but that's essentially what was going on and what happened. Hmm. Yeah. So the plus side is, is that, uh, <laughs> well, I guess it was the plus side. That was the issue. So I found that really interesting about the, uh, I don't know if you looked that up, uh, Josh, as far as the second battery, but I actually heard about that on the, on the trail podcast. And I was quite surprised to hear about it. And I thought to myself, Holy crap. Why, why do you want to put in two batteries? Because now you have two batteries that go, that go dead on you. I mean, I was sure they had it isolated like, as you do in any multiple battery installation aftermarket uh, installation that you do, but why? And then whenever they said, well, it's for the, to run everything, uh, except for the engine. And then that way that battery can restart the engine when it needs to, it kind of made sense. But can you imagine going in? Well, they actually were talking about working on the JL. And you go to disconnect the battery to, to, to work on things like you're supposed and to. And the system's still hot. It's yeah. still hot. <laughs> and, That's uh, right. And if you guys are wondering, why do I have to run relays? Why do I have to fuse things in my, my vehicle wiring when I add lights and everything else? This is why. The battery cable is not fused. So whenever it shorts out to the body, which is the ground, it goes a light bulb. And that yeah, light turns bulb, into a big welding cable. Yeah, yeah. They, when it goes light bulb, things get bright, things get hot, fires start start going. So uh, keep that in mind. You want to f- uh, fuse things at least, and it's always best to uh, put a relay on it so that all the uh, the high current stuff is well away from the uh, you and the passengers. What I'm well, um, kind of sitting here thinking about is what Josh said about you're at the light and you're waiting for the red light to turn you, the jeep turns off it, engine is off is i've never heard of this before oh, did i miss it, something what's no, it called this is the, instant start instant run there's yeah, a there's so, a term so, they have it, it's proprietary there's a name for it for every every automaker and whatnot and you're going to hear this more and more start coming up yeah. just in, in, in sitting at intersections and whatnot you'll hear a car just randomly start up you know as you start to go again if you're not paying attention it's not something you hear you got the radio on you'll never ever hear it if you're out walking around on the sidewalk on a busy city street, um, downtown or something like that, you spend a lot of time in traffic, you're going to hear these sorts of things. And it's becoming a lot more common as fuel efficiency standards become har- harder and harder to maintain. And of course, you know, automakers are turning to each and every conceivable possible way to eke out every last little mile per gallon um, out of this. And this is one of these ways. This is essentially um, comes from hypermiling. And, yeah. so, you know, the, some of the fuel scares we've had over the decades uh, people will, you know, going down a hill, clap it neutral, turn the engine off, you know, or coming up to a light, they'll turn the engine off and just to save a few dollars in gas per month, you know, and that's essentially what it comes down to. But every last little drop of fuel counts and that's what the automakers are doing. So that, you know, it's, it's uh, adding in all these other systems that uh, essentially control the fuel systems for you in the best, most manageable way possible. So how is this going to affect when you're off-roading i mean <laughs> is it gonna yeah it really I'm won't because i mean it's just gonna hinder I, I would, it at I would, all i would see imagine climbing up on that rock and then pressing the th- <laughs> it stops and you give it a Wait little a gas yeah. <laughs> no I, I i would assume and I, I haven't seen this personally but that once you put it into four-wheel drive that that oh, that aspect maybe. of the system is 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 disabled God, so i, I mean so. that, that oh, makes yeah, sense at I least bet. i mean come on that's yeah <laughs> 
That's the first thing that popped these, in my mind. These I'm are like, things Jesus. that you don't want to hear. Your Jeep is so quiet. It's so nice and quiet. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's waiting. It's <laughs> waiting for the light to turn red. We're off road. Yeah, uh-huh. I well, know. I know. We'll be here a little while. Yeah, we're gonna be here a little while. <laughs> uh, you know, I would hope that's something you can disable too. I don't know about you guys. It just just from years and years of driving vehicles that don't do that. And, and being poor and not being able to afford batteries, that would scare the hell out of me. I mean, once you get it started, you know you're going to be able to make it to work. And if you got some jumper mm-hmm. cables, you probably can talk somebody in in the parking garage or whatever to give you a jump start so you can get home, you know, until payday where you can buy a battery. <laughs> you know what I find well, I- interesting is all these fancy things on, on vehicles now. I feel like the older generation of people who grew up with, you had to roll the window up you know, with the hand crank. Um, I think we are so anti this new technology, but the younger generation, like my son, he's like, oh, this car has blah, 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 and this and that and this and that. And they find it so exciting, but we're like, no, we don't want all that stuff. Um, I don't know, just pointing that out. I just find that interesting. No, it, it, it's going to be that. It's just going to get worse and worse too. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. You guys are a couple of fuddy-duddies. That's- yeah. <laughs> I'm scared of change. Well, hey, if you guys have a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we certainly want to hear from you. Make sure to let us know what you got to say by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how. And coming up here later in the show, just a little bit, we're going to have an interview with Don from Dirty Acres Grill Inserts. Got a tip? We do. It's time for Jeep Tips. This is Steve, 4.3 LXJ, with another Dana 30 Jeep Tip. And last time we talked about uh, steering options, specifically the uh, the Heim Joint steering systems. There's several of those brands that are offered out there. Uh, the other is uses regular tie rod ends, which is a plus. But the minus on these things is that when you flip them, uh, the... Uh, Dana 30 drag link needs to be a uh, specific shape so that it clears the uh, front coil spring and and uh, the uh, track bar mounts and so forth and so on. The problem with this is, is nobody makes one the right shape. And the reason for that is not that nobody knows how. It's because if you tell a company that you want them to forge you one of these drag links, they want a minimum five to 50,000 unit order. Well, that's a lot of steering systems and nobody's got the cash to make the mold and all that stuff. So they try to use some existing parts and they're just not shaped right. And so what you end up with is a Y-link steering where the drag link does not hook directly to the steering knuckle anymore. It hooks into the tie rod instead on the side of the tie rod. And as a result, when you go to steer this thing, the tie rod rolls up and down. And so you get sloppy steering. And for this reason, I don't like the design. And, and I'm not a fan of hybrid joints either because they wear out. So they, uh, they have some drawbacks. You got to really want this. And so um, personally, as far as I'm concerned, the uh, the best compromise is the Terraflex unit, they ain't cheap. You're not going to pick them up for a buck ninety-eight, or you can do the WJ. It's going to take some work, and you end up with better brakes to boot. 
the best cheap option. So if you uh, uh, are seriously considering this, remember you heard it here first. And what you really need to do to do this right is available. And that is to get a drag link from a right-hand drive TJ or a right-hand drive XJ. Now, the, uh, the thing about this is that it's a mirror image system, basically. Uh, you use a mirror image steering box that mounts to the right, and so then your drag link now goes from the right to the left. Now, if you take that drag link and you turn it over 180 degrees so it's pointed the other direction, the tie rod end ends up on top, and it is the proper shape or excuse me, the drag link ends up on top and it is the proper shape to hook the tie rod into. And you can do the tie rod flip with an OEM part available. I don't know, I've seen them on eBay. I've seen them at Rock Auto periodically. Uh, they're around. And uh, if nothing else, you can get one from the UK because that's what they have available there. So this option gives you stock parts, stock steering, and then if you combine that with the ZJ V8 tie rod, you end up with a stronger tie rod and you've got it all right there and it's fairly inexpensive. That's probably about all we have now for the Dana 30. And unless our uh, listeners have some specific questions, we'll uh, go on to the Dana 44 front end from here. See you on the trail. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, it's something a lot of us take granted every time we get into the Jeep. Yet it's how we're able to more easily navigate the treacherous mall parking lots or the most extreme trails. We're talking about your power steering in just a little bit. So stay tuned for that. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. You most certainly are. And if you don't know what the 4x4 Radio Network is, well, go check it out. Just head over to 4 x 4 radionetwork.com spell it all out you'll see the jeep talk show there of course but we've got something for just about everybody else if even if they're not into jeeps it's okay it's not their fault yeah, i'd be sure to tell them about the 4x4 podcast the center steer podcast the trail chasers podcast and we even have the on the trail podcast there too it's your one-stop shop for everything off-road related when it comes to your podcasting needs Last week we had uh, Bolt Boltlock uh, was on and they did a little giveaway for us and uh, we you know we had a lot of really great calls. I wanted to play a couple of uh, little montage here of the uh, the calls we received for uh, uh, all the folks that were trying to win the little uh, uh, Boltlock starter kit. Hey, this is Don Sumner. I was just listening to your guys' podcast. Hey, I just listened to your podcast. Hey, Jeep Talk Show, this is Casey. Hi, this is Ray Buchanan from Burlington, Wisconsin. Um, hello, this is Dave in Oregon. I would use the Bolt Locks on my 98 Jeep Wrangler. 2017 Wrangler two-door. 2008 JKU. Uh, Wrangler JKU Sierra. Uh, even if I don't win, you guys still have a great show. Well, thank you, and we really appreciate you guys, all you guys calling in. Unfortunately, we only had one giveaway, and that was our first caller, uh, Casey DeKevage. Uh, I had to, uh, he actually put his pronunciation in uh, after his name, so that's why it sounded weird when I said it. But uh, Casey, thanks a lot for being our first caller last week under a voicemail. And uh, stay tuned, because uh, we may have another giveaway tonight. And, uh, you know, I, I, I found myself uh, telling these folks uh, how they could uh, hear the show quicker. 
uh, because some of them were calling in uh, uh, 24 hours, even more, after the show had been published. And, uh, you know, I, I thought about it. We really don't talk about that too much, uh, about how people can get the show quicker. We used to, but we haven't talked about it in quite a while. And, of course, things have uh, changed a little bit over the years as well. And, and uh, you know, technology has come out. And, of course, we have apps now. And, and I know we pushed those for a little bit. And, uh, you know, that kind of went by the wayside as well. They haven't gone anywhere. The apps are still there, of course. Uh, but, yeah, when it comes to contests and, and the listener involvement, some people using the way that they've always gotten the show might be left in the dust because it's not the fastest way to get the show. Yeah, what was it we used to talk about, Tammy? Uh, it took uh, three, four, or five days. Uh, I remember we had a little promo that you would read about uh, it could take up to four days for it to show up mm -hmm. on Apple iTunes. Yep. So, uh, you know, I remember we used to talk about that. But anyway, the thing that you need to know is we have a new episode every Friday. So, you know, that's today if, if you're listening to this on the day that it was right. put out. So a uh, new episode every Friday, it's out by 9 a.m. Central Time. And uh, there, there's times when it's uh, a little later, a little earlier. Nine is usually a, a good average to go by. And th as Josh was saying, the absolutely best way to hear the show quickly is to install the Jeep Talk Show app on your phone or tablet. I mean, it's free. Yeah, it's free. You got the phone with you all the time. Doesn't matter if you're in a bathroom, <laughs> you got it. So all you have to do is install that app, go to the Apple Store or the, the Google Store to search for Jeep Talk Show and then install that app. And I think it's a good idea to go in there and select to download the latest three episodes. And then all you have to do is set a reminder on your phone about nine o'clock, uh, do the conversion, you know, east, uh, that would be uh, 10 a.m. Uh, west, it would be uh, seven or eight a.m. So <laughs> just go on there, find out if there's a giveaway, find out how to win, and then call us and uh, you can be a winner too. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't show up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. <laughs> shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G Mama. Uh, Tony and Josh, last week I shared with you guys my top five pre-off-road Jeep Mama Jeep hacks, things you can do before you go off-road to make your off-roading a little smoother. And I know we've talked about this in previous shows, but I thought I'd combine them all in one little um, quick little um, Wrangler talk here. So this week I'm going to share my Jeep Mama top five off-road must do before you get back on the pavement after a day on the trails. That's kind of long, but this, these are things that you need to do before you get back on the, the road. After the home. fun is over, here's what you yes, got to do. <laughs> right. And especially if you're like me and you use your Jeep as a daily driver to weekend wheel, this subject is so important. And unfortunately, I didn't really start doing this because I didn't know that I should um, until I was well into my off-roading experience. And these are the top five items, things that you should check on your Jeep or your off-road vehicle before you hit the pavement for back home after you've spent a day on those trails. Now, the ideal way to check your Jeep would be to clean your Jeep of the dirt, dust, and mud. But I know that isn't always possible 
um, to do this immediately after Day in the Trail. So I would suggest doing two checks, one before you hit the asphalt and one again once you get home and you can wash your Jeep off. Now, the first item is your tires. And I know Josh has mentioned this before because you can do this while you're airing back up. You can check for deep cuts and punctures in your tire, especially in the sidewall. Check your lug nuts to make sure you didn't lose any or make sure nobody stole any (laughs) um, or to make sure none are loose. You're also going to want to watch your tire pressure for the next couple of days after you wheeled because I found out that I had a puncture that I didn't notice in my tires days after because my tire was having a slow leak. Number two, you're going to want to check your differentials and transmission. Now, these areas really take a beating when you're out on the trails, especially those rocky trails. And you're going to want to get under your Jeep and look for dents and leaks, cracks, grease spots on your differentials. And if you've been in deep water, you are going to sooner rather than later want to make sure you haven't contaminated your differential fluids. Number three is your brakes. And you can also probably do this um, while you're airing up your tires. But if you've been in the mud or sand, you're going to want to check that brake drum for anything that may have gotten stuck. And funny thing is, while I was out on the trails for Women's Wheeling Day, this jeeper was driving back and forth, like going two feet, driving back. And I was like, what's going on here? They had a rock stuck in their brakes. And so they had to work it back out while on the trail. You're also going to want to make sure you check those brake lines, especially if you're lifted and you still have a stock brake brake lines. If they're too short, articulation could put a big strain on those lines. Number four, your shocks. You're going to want to check these for dents and leaks. And number five, your axles, control arms, track bars, coil springs, bump stops, all that cool stuff under your Jeep. You're going to want to look at it now, right now, before you go off-roading. Take a moment, go out in your garage right now, check it before you hit the trails. You want to get to know what it looks like now before you possibly damage it. You're going to want to touch it, see how everything feels, knowing when, knowing that your Jeep is in good condition. You want to know how, that, how all that stuff feels and how tight it is, if it wobbles. That way, when you're finished on the trails and you check over the undercarriage, you can tell if something's been damaged, loosened, that type of thing. Now, Tony and Josh, this isn't everything on the checklist, but for a beginner off-roader, this is a great place to start, a good list to start with. And, you know, we all got to start somewhere. And the more you do this, the more educated you become with your Jeep and the more things you're going to be able to add to your list. Now, you can also find these top five off-road checks on my Jeep Mama's Garage video on my YouTube channel. Just search Jeep Mama on YouTube and you'll see it. And while you're there, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And next week, I'm going to share my top five off-road basics. And coming up later in the show, I'm going to have a Jeep Mama product review. Tammy, I'm glad you mentioned that the whole checking things, you know, kind of before and after. That's really good. I'm I'm a big proponent for visual inspections. I, kind of ignoring things and not looking over your Jeep top to bottom, I, I think is is borderline negligence. But uh, but to each their own. You know, one th- you mentioned, uh, you know, checking your tires and and how you had a slow leak one time. You didn't really notice it right away. Very very common. 
uh, and especially areas where you wheel, where there's a lot of trees and and and, uh, mm-hmm. and you know root wood and stuff on the on the uh, on the trail, and, and uh, you get you know big snarls that kind of stick out and everything. Uh, one time I had a little bit of root wood stuck in between the wheel lip and the tire and the rubber of the tire, and it was on the backside. I didn't know it was there, and you know airing up and whatnot. I'm looking on the front. Okay, lug nuts are there. Yeah, okay, the tires are still there. No big gashes. I'm good to go. I was not. I didn't look at the backside of the tires. And, uh, and sure enough, I had a nice big chunk of wood kind of shoved up in between the wheel and the, and the tire there. And it was, it was breaking the seam just enough to where it was uh, letting out some air pretty slow. I got you know, 30, 35 pounds in there with my air pump, and I drove home just fine. Came out the next day, and I said, wow, that tire's looking a little low. And sure enough, yeah, I had a little bit of a leak in there, and that's why. So it just uh, you know, goes to show you got to do a thorough you know, visual yep. inspection. Giving it an easy once-over is fine and dandy, but it just goes to show how easy you can miss something. It's it's totally true. So, uh, Josh, did it actually? Uh, you you're talking about it was uh it was breaking the bead basically on the back side yeah, of the pretty tire. Pretty much, right? yeah, yeah. It was so, just jammed in there enough to where it was breaking the bead. Did it uh, did it actually damage the tire, or were you able just to m- remove it and uh, air up and it held okay? You know, Tony, I don't know. Still to this day, uh, what I did when I got home is I just I basically let all the air of the of the tire out to where I could kind of peel that that back some enough to where I could get some needle nose pliers on that wood and just sort of pull it out. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably still some splinters in there, to be honest with you. Um, but no, I I didn't take the tire off to, to really examine that lip. It's holding air now. Everything seems to be fine. So well, that's, um, that's you know, matters. I'm I'm assuming that uh, you know even after some you know other airing downs and other wheeling trips and everything, it's been fine. So I'm sure that it's okay. And that's another thing you guys uh, should uh, look out for. If you can, the earlier, the sooner you can find it, the the potential of uh, um, uh, less damage. Uh, because you know, if Josh had caught it before he aired up, it wouldn't have put additional pressure on that. If he had uh, caught it before he drove home, then there was less potential of damaging the tire. It sounds like you you, you worked out it. It worked out okay. But catching it sooner uh, than later can often mean the oh, difference is yeah. uh, a couple hundred dollars of uh, your expenses difference. So well, um, and, and to that end, Tony, I mean, you, one of the things you want to look for is, is shiny metal as well. I mean, it's something that, uh, you know, if you've got, you know, metal on metal contact where it shouldn't be, even on a day of wheeling in, in, in mud and everything, you're going to see shiny metal where you shouldn't. Uh, that's something that's going to stand out to you that you want to look out for. Same thing with like rainbows on the ground. I know that kind of sounds weird, but uh, while you're kind of going around and airing up your tires, look down on the ground underneath your Jeep. If you see any rainbow on the ground, uh, that means that you've got some sort of a fluid leak. It could be oil, it could be transmission fluid, uh, it could be power steering or brake fluid, anything like that is going to leave uh, one of those rainbow sheens on the ground a little bit uh, in the moisture that's down there. So uh, another thing to look out for. So Tammy, I know you've had one incident uh, off-road where you broke something, uh, and what was the one tool that you think that everybody should take with you based on your experience? It's a big effing hand. Uh, oh, <laughs> Actually. Let's clear your throat, um, Tammy. <laughs> Actually, that is my number one tool. But the tool Tony's talking about is an 18 millimeter wrench. Oh, I was talking about the BFH. No, no. But when I, yeah, but when I broke that part, it it was the steering stabilizer. Because most steering stabilizers, if you have stock steering stabilizers, are one of the lower hanging things. Mm -hmm. And to get that thing off, you need an 18, well, on the the JKs. Right. Um, you need the 18 millimeter wrench. But you are right, Tony. The the number one item on my tools to take is the BFH. So I've, I, and I've, I've missed this in the past, but I think we, we have a pivotal moment here, uh, Josh, that I need to point out uh, to, to uh, uh, the people listening. 
Um, you know, Tammy has a, an aversion to part numbers, uh, model numbers, and anything that has numbers. Uh, yeah, I do. Show me, show me on this doll where the numbers hurt you, Tammy. But she remembers. <laughs> But she remembers that it's an 18 millimeter uh, wrench or socket uh-huh. that she needs for that. She's coming because, around, She's Because coming she around. had to go through the pain of not knowing and not having the proper tool. So this is why we know these things, Tammy. Welcome to the rest of the, the, yes. the, the Jeeper world. Well, and did you know that the 18 millimeter wrench does not come in a wrench set? You have to buy it separately. I didn't know that until recently when I bought a uh, a, a larger uh, metric uh, impact socket set, and I was looking through the numbers, and I went, where the hell is the, this? Deal? It, it like went from like 17 to 20 or, or 19, I mm-hmm. think. And I'm like, where's 18? So it just must be a uh, something that a lot of people don't use, uh, a lot of manufacturers don't use. So yeah, it's a it's a good thing to have. But of course, if you have the BFH, you can pretty much take care of it with without the wrench take care of anything yeah <laughs> take care of it real good and they and uh, also too i think you mentioned this in the past tammy uh, a, a dead blow hammer that has like metal shot and stuff in it that helps uh uh get a little more kinetic energy on the items mm. which is basically the same thing as a bfh but that's, but it's made a little different my bfh yeah. is one of those it has a special name for it right is it dead blow is that the special name yeah okay yeah. Well, folks, coming up later in the show, we're going to hear some uh, funny stuff, maybe, from <laughs> Nikki G. How can you question oh. that? <laughs> It'll be something. Well, you can bet on it. Yeah. <laughs> you got tech questions? Oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. I can, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! Now we were talking about, you know, once off the trail, doing a kind of a visual examination and talking about one of those things that might pop out to you is, uh, you know, a fluid leak, something you see on the ground. And power steering fluid, uh, a power steering fluid loss can really only be the result of a few things, thankfully. Now, if you notice that your power steering fluid is low and you're constantly having to top it off every so often, well, then there's going to be some cause for concern, obviously. Now, if you turn a corner and suddenly the steering wheel resistance feels completely different and there's a ton of weird smelling smoke coming from under the hood, I'd say that, too, is likely cause for concern. In most cases, however, the leak is not so prominent. It may be a spot on the garage floor or driveway. It may be a little shutter in the wheel now and again. Maybe that weird noise that you've been hearing when you pull out of the driveway or parking spot has something to do with it. Yeah, who knows? In any case, you need to get things cleaned up under the hood and do a close visual examination to determine where the leak is coming from. Now, first, we need to familiarize ourselves with a few of the components that could cause a fluid leak, and we'll go from there. Being able to identify what you're looking at goes a long way in inspecting your Jeep for needed maintenance or repairs. Working our way from the top down, we'll start with the reservoir. The reservoir is where the fluid for the system as a whole is contained. It will have a mount and an inlet for the return line as well as an opening and a cap for where you fill it. The pump is up next, or down in this case, and oftentimes is right next to or underneath the reservoir and what provides the power in the term power steering. The pump has a pulley on the front of it and is driven by the engine via the fan belt or serpentine belt. The pump then has a line that comes out of it and goes to the gearbox or the steering box. The steering box is mounted to the frame or the unibody of the Jeep and is what the first link of the steering system is connected to. This is what makes controlling the Jeep both on and off-road possible. The steering box will have a line that comes into it from the pump and another line that comes out of it that returns the fluid back to the reservoir. It's basically one big circle. And that's it. Those are the three components that could potentially leak steering fluid. Now that we know what we're looking at, we can start figuring out where the fluid is actually coming from. And the first step is going to be entirely up to you. 
Now, unless you spot it early or if it's a catastrophic failure, finding the exact spot where the fluid, is, the fluid leak is coming from can be a little bit tricky. You may have days or weeks of buildup, road grime, trail dust, and wind moving it around and coating it, coating that fluid, making it hard to tell where it originally came from. Now, it may seem odd cleaning something that you may end up replacing, but that's exactly what you need to do. Got to get in there with some simple green, some purple power, or an engine degreaser or engine cleaner and get things cleaned up, rinsed off and dried up before you start the motor and go through some steering cycles. Get somebody to move the steering wheel back and forth for you, lock to lock, holding it at the extreme ends for a brief second before going the other direction. Have them do this repeatedly while you examine the engine compartment for leaks. Shouldn't take too long and you should notice some wetness forming within a few minutes. Sometimes people mistake a leaky, leaky reservoir cap for a more serious problem. On the road, it's not all that common, but when you drive off-road, the Jeep bounces around and it's put at odd angles, causing the fluid to splash inside the reservoir much more than it would on the street. Now, most OE or original equipment power steering caps don't seal all that well. They do the job, but you know, it's when you're especially on with the older pumps with the stamped tin reservoir, or if you got 300,000 miles on the engine, well, in some cases, you can extend the filler neck with a large diameter fuel filler or hydraulic hose and a threaded bung. Now, this will help keep the sloshing power steering fluid away from the cap. A better way to solve this problem is to install an aftermarket remote reservoir with a built-in baffle, such as those available from uh, such places as uh, Howe Performance Power Steering uh, and PSC Motorsports. These aftermarket remote power steering reservoirs hold more fluid and have caps that actually seal really well, much better than stock ones at least. Now, some even have built-in filters in them as well. Another cause for power steering fluid leakage past the lid is simple overheating. Large diameter aired-down tires on slow, technical trails can put a lot of load on your factory power steering system. You could be cooking the fluid, causing it to work its way past the filler cap. Adding a cooler and increasing the fluid capacity with either an inline filter and a cooler and or a large remote reservoir is a great idea for those that tackle slow technical trails with big air down tires. Now, power steering fluid coolers are available from companies like B&M Racing. I know you've heard of those. Uh, Flexalite.com, uh, How Performance Power Steering, and of course, PSC. You should also consider switching to a high-quality synthetic power steering fluid, which can survive the stresses and high temperatures that a 4x4 steering system can create. All right, next week, we're going to move down the line and we're going to get into diagnosing a power steering hose, a leaky power steering hose, rather, and what symptoms might come up with a bad pump. And, of course, we're going to point out some upgrades to do along the way as well. I don't know if you guys uh, saw that meme or not, but uh, it's something to do with uh, the look on my face when I hear a turbo spooling up, then I find out it's just a bad power steering pump on a Ford oh, coming down the road. <laughs> 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 like, oh yeah i gotta see something else. oh it's no. an old ford <laughs> so things that can happen to your power steering whenever the fluid gets low and uh, uh josh did you ever have, have leaky power steering on your uh, your oh, cherokee yeah oh yeah no, that seems I've, to be I've very good, common i've got a good trail fix uh, uh story about uh about a power steering leak uh, one time we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get into that another another show or something but yeah oh no i've had my my fair share of experiences with that Hey, anything to add? Maybe you have a question for Tech Talk. Just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. Hey, uh, Tammy, Tony, and Josh, Brian from Route 16. It's Monday night. Figured I'd give you a call and talk about the Outer Banks Jeep Jam. It was amazing. It was such a good time. Friday was challenging, a lot of rain, 
uh, stuff got wet, words were said. I mean, <laughs> I made up a couple new ones. Tammy would be proud. But then Saturday and nothing but sun and shine and just a really good time. So that rhyme, that was good. Um, Outer Banks Jeep Jam was amazing. This uh, Jeep Club, Going Coastal, did an amazing job putting this together in a very short time, and they deserve a wonderful shout-out. Some really beautiful Jeeps went out there, and I was just impressed uh, what they were able to do, team up together, and get this, you know, amazing event started. So I hope they do it again next year. Um, everyone that participated um, in this event, definitely uh, reap the rewards of it. I'll say that. And uh, I met some amazing people, handed out some Jeep Talk Show stickers. So hopefully you get some uh, additional listeners. Um, but, yeah, I uh, I just really want um, just an amazing group of Jeepers that went out there. And, um, you know, it was just a great event. I really wish more people could have attended. Um, it was by far not a, uh, a light showing, but... Hopefully they continue to do it. And I would say anything that this Jeep Club, Going Coastal Jeep Club, puts on, um, it's going to be full tilt. So definitely if you're in that area, um, out in the Outer Banks, Nags Head, that general area, Kill Devil Hills, um, check them out. Uh, look, at, look, look out uh, for event or events that they might be having. Um, and one last thing, I, I heard that uh, Tom Wood's custom drive shafts are pretty badass. So... I definitely need to check those out too. Okay, <laughs> I know I talked a lot. Talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, we love hearing from Brian over at Route One Six, Route One Six dot com, and uh, you know I, I tell uh, several of the uh, the guests that we have on the show. You know, please feel free to use our voicemail line to call in and let us know what's going on. You got something new coming out, or you just want to check in, uh, let the the listeners know uh, what you're doing. Uh, we we love to hear it, and I think Brian's the first one that's done it. Oh, we might have had a couple over the years or so here and there, but uh, yeah, actually, uh, back in episode 352 last week, in fact, we were talking about the Outer Banks Jeep Jam and uh, we're right. promoting that and uh, how they were uh, raising funds for Go Far, uh, the Go Out for a Run program, uh, trying to get, uh, it's a fitness program designed to teach children about all abilities, about e- healthy eating habits and goal setting and how to train for a 5K run. Really cool stuff getting kids in shape and stuff like that. So, yeah, really cool event, uh, doing some doing some good stuff over there. Glad to hear that uh, our, our promoting it here on the show had such a big impact. Oh, and uh, also, yes. too, speaking of uh, speaking too of, uh, of events, we have a form that you can fill out if you want us to know about your event, and uh, we'll put that up on the, uh, the website for everybody to see, and you, you make it read on the show. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. One of our faithful sponsors this month recently put together a video we wanted to share with you guys. Extreme Terrain is known for their YouTube video collection where they create content on everything from products to events and even some news. They also release a monthly series titled Throttle Out, which focuses on hot topics and trends in the Jeep community. If you've been listening over the last couple years, well, you'll know that we've shared some of their videos in the past, and this certainly won't be the last time we do it either. Now, with the popularity of the JL Wrangler, Extreme Terrain has put together a video hosted by Ryan Huck explaining the differences of the Plain Jane S model all the way up to the trail-ready Rubicon. In their video, Ryan explains the differences comparatively while providing his expert reasoning as to why you may consider a certain trim package over another. Think you're a JL expert? Or maybe you want to learn more about the new guy on the block. 
take a look at Extreme Terrain's Throttle Out that we have linked on JeepTalkShow.com under today's show notes and check out all the latest JL products available at ExtremeTerrain.com. You know, uh, I don't know if you guys have been uh, checking out the, the calendar, the, the Jeep Talk Show calendar, and I'm talking to my hosts, uh, Josh and Tammy, um, but uh, we're going to try to do the Ryan Huck interview again, and I fully expect and deserve, did you press the record button this time? Because oh, we, yeah. we've done an interview with That's Ryan in the past. Right. That was embarrassing. <laughs> that was embarrassing. That was probably yep. one of our low points it was, right there. It I mean, was the technical... best interview that we've ever uh, had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's easy to say because you'll never hear it. <laughs> uh, ultimate facepalm. Guys, we, we have so much technology uh, trying to all work seamlessly together from three different states to, to put the show together. And, and it's a miracle that we're able to to put together the kind of show that we do each and every week. So it's bound to happen that every now and again we have a little bit of technical difficulties that uh, that rear their ugly heads. So uh, it's amazing uh, yeah, it it's, works. It's amazing it works this well. Uh, yeah, we we rely on so much technology to make this thing happen week after week after week. Anyway, Ryan yeah. Hawk, I think it's November first yeah. uh, is uh, the day we're recording. So I guess that would be November second would be the show, uh, the day the show comes out. So look forward to that. And uh, uh, I just, I wonder how Ryan's going to react. I wonder if he's going to ask me if I pressed record. I hope he does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tony. Last time I was on. Now, yeah, I hope he. I hope he mentioned that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah, we can uh, we can catch up with some new stuff because uh, it, it's been a while since we did that interview. And I highly, highly, highly recommend folks to check out the video because it's interesting there are so many things about the jl that i didn't know that i'm like wow really that's cool they're doing some exceptionally good videos over there extreme terrain and uh, we we will have that video in our show notes so just visit jeeptalkshow.com and uh, you can see the youtube video right there or just go over to uh you know youtube and uh, subscribe to the extreme terrain youtube channel or you can go to my blog and find the link there. Is that the award-winning blog, Tammy? Yes, that award-winning Jeep blog. I don't know why I don't remember that. I don't know. I just I got to throw it in there. It's not just yeah, a blog. It's, it's, like, it's like a podcast. Everybody's got a yes. podcast. Right, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's got a blog. Not everybody has an award-winning blog. From around the world. <laughs> or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Well, we're going to be talking to Don, owner of Dirty Acres Grill Inserts. And there's a, there's a rumor that there's a, some sort of man involved as, a, as the other owner. But, you know, <laughs> I think it's a, a husband, so it really doesn't matter. It, it's it's the, the, the woman owns it. We, we all, you guys, you know what I'm talking about here. Anyway, owner of uh, Dirty uh, Acres Grill Inserts and uh, have been doing this since uh, 2015. And, of course, they're Jeep owners. Don, thank you very much for being with us here tonight. Thank you for having us. Oh, you know what? I didn't say the uh, the website information on the uh, on the intro there. What, what's your website information? Our website is dirtyacres.com. And on our website, we have over 200 options available for all kinds of Jeeps and other, any other kind of vehicle really under the sun. And then uh, we also have our Facebook, too, that you can order off of. So Excellent. 
So mm-hmm. how in the world did you guys get involved in, in, in inserts for the grill inserts? Did, did you buy one? Did you want one? And you just said, hey, that's great. Let's uh, let's spend some money and take a big chance and see if anybody's going to buy these things. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a little bit of both of those, actually. A friend of ours was making them out of his garage. He had a problem with his radiator getting rocks through it when they were off-roading or tree branches or what have you. So he decided he was just going to build something to put in front of his radiator. So he went to the metal shop down the road here and he just bought a little snippet of aluminum and he thought it looked dumb. So he painted it and put an American flag on it and everyone that he knew decided they wanted one. So he started making them out of his garage. Well, he had a page uh, named after his Jeep because, you know, we all love our Jeeps and they have their own adventures. And so he got quite a following on his page just from his grill insert and he built up a name. Well, he went down to Jeep Beach and actually got injured while he was down there, so he couldn't do it. So we ended up going over and helping him. Well, his recovery was taking slower and slower and slower, and he wasn't doing so great. No. Um, so he, we ended up buying the company from him, and we just exploded it. Now we have, you know, tons of machinery all over the place, and we're selling them worldwide, and it's it's pretty insane. We I can't believe in just two years two and a half years that we've been doing this or so, um, it, it's just exploded. It's so, exploded. So maybe I've, I've watched too many mystery private eye type things, but uh, you guys <laughs> were not involved in the initial accident on the on Jeep at the Beach, right? Um, I cannot answer that question. <laughs> uh, that would be How convenient, in fear yeah. of incriminating myself. No, no, <laughs> we were not. Well, actually, no, what you... Um, what helping you, someone what fix you say their Jeep, is, and he the engine was hot, and he fell onto the engine and oh ended up burning his legs. So, oh, okay, yikes, yep. So, no, what That's you what you scary. say is, I, I really can't comment yeah. uh, during the ongoing investigation. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I, ho- I hope he's doing okay. That we're going to stick to. Yeah, so. I, I hope he's doing okay. It's uh, that's horrible. Uh, yeah, yeah. He he made a full recovery. He had to have it packed and everything. And go to the hospital once or twice a week to get it repacked up. It was crazy. Mm. But yeah, he's doing great now. So. So let me ask this question. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the thing that always concerns me. I've, I've had a, a running hot issue on the on the freeway uh, for many years, yes. ever, ever since I lifted the Jeep and everything. It just mm-hmm. seems counterintuitive to put anything more, uh, especially if you have an AC and you've got that condenser in front. You've got all these things yes. that are blocking the airflow to the radiator. Uh, mm-hmm. This This doesn't cause any issues with that? Actually, anyone that tells you it will not make your engine run hotter is flat out lying to you. Anything that you put in front of your radiator is going to make your engine run hotter. Period. That's that's just the end. I mean, they can't honestly say that it's not going to. However, from our own personal tests of off-roading, I mean, we live in DFW, Texas. We've driven our Jeeps with inserts on the trail, off the trail, on the freeway, in traffic, the whole nine yards. And it will make your engine run about five degrees hotter than it normally does without the insert in front of it. So we haven't had any overheating issues. We did have one person complain that they had it, but he was hauling a big trailer through the mountains, you know, in the middle of summer. So he just stopped and took his insert out. Yeah, and he put it back in again once he, you know, dropped his trailer. So, well, that's, yeah, and that's the other thing about cause, this. And that's yeah. the other thing about this. It's really easy to get the insert, uh, install the insert. Absolutely, the JK um, takes about two minutes to install. The JL takes about ten minutes because you have to take out the factory mesh. 
Um, TJ's a little more difficult. LJ is super easy. You just pop it up from the bottom. So, yes, sorry. That's right. Your inserts, the one I have, which is not yours, um, it has the little holes in it. I'm assuming yours are the Uh same. Yes, and they're both uh, both the both of the, those are made out of perforated aluminum, right? And uh, they're powder coated and perforated. It's the exact same as what you have. Now, I think so. so when you say powder coated, you mean the aluminum's powder coated before you put the paint on, or are you powder coating the paint? The design? No, it's powder coated first, right? Because you know, and it's not going to stick to the aluminum unless it is. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So now you were saying something before we started the interview that uh, on Tammy's, she doesn't have this little rubber uh, border around it, but you guys did that to yours. Is that correct? Yeah, we put rubber trim around ours just because the edges of the aluminum can be so sharp. And sometimes jeepers have delicate fingers. I mean, when we <laughs> unload metal without the trim on it, I cut my hands up all over the place. So we put rubber trim around it just to prevent any sort of cuts or anything on your hands, but also it helps to keep the insert from rattling around and shifting while it's in your Jeep. And it just looks pretty. I see you have like tons of designs, you know, your typical mm-hmm. flag and, and, you know, the flag with the blue line. And um, do you guys do custom or like, hey, I want this, you know, flower. Can you do that? Can you, yes. can you guys do custom? Yep, I can do anything custom, except we do not do copyright, copywritten logos or anything like that, like Aww. the Nike swoosh or the no you know, Packers or anything <laughs> like that, because it's logo infringement. Um, right. But I've, I've put in pictures of people's dogs on it. One insert we did, actually, no kidding, was this woman's eyes. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> and it, it, it was, you know, I thought it was a little strange when she, can you put sexy eyes? And I said, yeah, sure. And then she sent me a picture of what she wanted. She goes, I want my eyes, actually. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I actually worked it up and it, oh my gosh, it looked so cool. And I had so many of the women jeepers off of the Facebook pages because, of course, she shared it. And all the girls went crazy over it. It was, it was nuts. It looked really cool. Doesn't the, the front of the Jeep start looking like a spider when you have the headlights that look like eyes and then more eyes behind oh, the grill? Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be so cute if we did a little mouth insert and sold it as a package deal with eyelashes and then the mouth. Yeah, yeah. Well, you need a Halloween uh, theme. You know, idea. we got Halloween coming up. and uh, <laughs> uh, We do actually have a few Halloween-themed well, um, ones on our website. Well, so I'm looking at the Always Watching Grill. Yes. How and how the, the how grill kind of follows you around. Now I get <laughs> how you could paint the American flag. That's easy, a stripe, a stripe, uh-huh. a stripe. But how do you paint the always yeah. watching? I mean, do you guys like? I don't know. How does that? Is it computer controlled or is that what you mean, uh, Tammy? Is kind it? of yeah. I, I yeah. I mean, have this like is a really giant detailed. printer. I have two giant printers that I print them on. And so then so you I just do. kind of, I mean, how do you get it on the grill? Well, it's just like a sheet of paper. Oh, yeah. The, the grill is yeah. like a sheet of paper. No, I yeah. know that. But then the, so you put the grill in the printer? I put the then, insert. Yeah. Right. 
and then hit mm-hmm. copy. Well, it probably print. it probably lays flat in there, and then the printhead moves over the uh, over yes. the piece of metal. Does it? That do, is so. Does, does it do all the colors, or do you have to uh, load up different colors that you then lay it over the you know and build it up, kind of like the silk screening process? Uh, nope, it's all in one shot. It does oh, all nice. of the colors and the clear coat all in one shot. Very cool. That has yeah. to be an expensive printer. Not asking how much, it's, I'm just saying. It's, it was pretty pricey. We actually have two of them. so. Well, you have it, to because one may uh, be down. So. Yeah, exactly. It, it was pretty scary buying the second one, but we did it. <laughs> We're making payments on it. So it was great, though. It was a great investment because now, actually, we've actually started putting them on semi-trucks. Ah, of course. And pickup trucks, and we can print any 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 vehicle. Period. So, well, any vehicle. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, you uh, go ahead and name all the jeeps that that you can you can use these on. I think you did oh, that. Let's go through them. We have a lot. Yeah, we have right now. We have LJ LJU, the JK JKU, TJ LJ CJ YJ. We have have Renegade Patriot WJ. And there's, yeah, and that's it right now for Jeeps. But we have done the semi trucks, we've done pickup trucks, we've done okay, but Nissan vans. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get into now. Now, for the pickup mm-hmm. trucks, what pickup trucks? Because there's people out there with tow rigs, and hell, there yeah. may even be people out there that don't even have a Jeep that are listening to this show because we've, yeah. we've had a few of them chime in. Chime in. What, mm-hmm. uh, what different trucks can you, uh, can you handle? Oh, uh, what kind of truck would you like me to? Purchase? Well, let's let's just go with the Four. the, the I mean, <laughs> popular one, the Ford, uh, the Chevy, uh, you know, okay. the the Dodge. Do you handle yep. those three? Yeah, any of them. And is, is any, it something? Any vehicle you want me to put it on the the Commandant's Humvee, I can make a grill insert for that. Oh, that could that could get ugly quick. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, there really isn't one because we can custom cut, and our printer's large enough that we can handle any capacity of uh of job basically so So, would that be something that somebody would need to give you the dimensions for yep we have them we just ask for the side to side dimensions and top to bottom and they would have to send us that we they would actually the the size appropriate they would actually have to go into the grill area like uh, what was behind Mm -hmm. the behind the grill to get the measurement correct no, I just need the outside dimensions, actually, oh. of where their opening is. So that's pretty easy. Uh, you, yep. you don't have to take anything apart. You just have to know how to read a, a measuring device. Exactly. Yeah, and usually we have them send us pictures yeah. just so we can double check, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, we cut it, and then they'll, they'll you know, we don't know how to install it on a Tundra, but most of those guys, you know, work on yeah. trucks, and they know how to take them apart and put them back together. Yeah, again, they can so. figure it out. And actually, that uh, it's probably... Uh, kind of neat from the standpoint that it's it's more it's uh, fewer people have it if it's something they had to do uh, they yes. had to figure it out it wasn't something real easy that anybody could do so they uh, they, no. they kind of stand out a little bit that way yeah the renegade guys are going crazy over it because they you know they they want to be taken seriously as jeepers they have a jeep I'm they sorry I'm sorry who, who are you talking about the the renegade jeep renegade oh the scrambler is the one from like the 80s is what you're referring to the no, even the new ones. The new ones. Oh, there's a new one? 215, yeah. Oh, Tony, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's messing. <laughs> but I can do the, the, the 80s scramblers if you'd like. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. can do that too. <laughs> but yes, they're, they're going crazy over them because this is like the first real cool product that they have because a lot of companies are just now getting into the renegade market, so... 
Yeah, I, I know somebody that put a, a whole one inch lift on one, so they're they're really oh, yeah. excited. So um, I saw that too. It looked really. I saw one here that was actually our model. He had a one and a half on it, and I was really surprised how much clearance he had. Yeah, yeah. It was just a one and a half lift. It was really cool. Lift, uh, lift, and tires always make uh, pretty much pretty much anything uh, look uh, a little more yeah. aggressive, a little better. It's, right. it's always fun to be able to do that. <laughs> I just, I just hate the idea that you're limited to you know an inch or, or perhaps an inch, yeah. inch and a half. Yeah. But that's just the way that it was designed. Um, so, uh, gosh, I was going to ask you something else. Oh, uh, the most popular. What's your most popular design? I bet you it's the American flag. Oh yes, the American flag. The back, the blue is really big. Maryland people, Tammy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they huge. love their flag, man. Yep. We sell yeah, Mar- a Maryland lot flag, of Maryland. Yeah. We know, have the Maryland crab flags, the the regular Maryland back the blue, back the red. I mean, they it doesn't yeah. matter. They just it's everywhere. Even like not the grill insert, but the grill itself, they get it yeah. um, wrapped. Yeah. It's everywhere. You know, Tammy's uh, Tammy's grill is purple. Is it just purple and black, or does it have more than one shade of purple on it, Tammy? No, I'm I have the purple flag, and my grill is black. But I used to have, which I just sold them. The I bought the rugged ridge grill inserts. You know that trim yeah. the outside, and I powder coated them plum crazy purple, and then I traded them for the the grill insert, which was oh, okay. Uh, it was given to me. Yeah, she was really nervous um, about it. I remember us discussing that. Yeah, I, was like, I, I don't know because you really I liked s- those inserts. I mean, you really yeah, liked I did. The, the grill inserts that you had. But then when I got the aluminum grill insert that goes inside instead of the the slot, yeah. I guess you should call them the slot inserts. The I really, yeah, I really mm-hmm. felt like this the grill insert like moved my Jeep look up a level. Mm-hmm. If that makes any yeah. sense. Like, you know, it, and like it, it makes was, such a huge difference, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I was, it, I really struggled with it. But once I did it, I was like, God, this, it looks classier. I don't know. I think, yeah. or I, I, I don't know. I can't, it's hard to explain, but you know, I, it was really hard for me to part with the pop in ones, but once I did, <laughs> I was glad I did. But the thing about it yeah. is you could actually change it out every month because it's so easy to change yeah. it out. You could do, you know, like Christmas time, you could have, I don't know, whatever. You you know, each Santa. month you could have something different. And like right now, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could do this. You could do the pink ribbon. You know, I don't know if that's c- copyrighted or not. But, no. you know, you uh-uh. could... You could really do, you know, something different each month. Well, when you when you got a printer like that, there's uh, there's probably no end of the things that you could do. Um, You think I'd switch mine out all the time, but I uh, I don't. What what, Um, what do you have on yours? uh, We actually offer double siding inserts. Oh. So if you wanted the American flag, you can get that. But if you want something kooky, crazy, like I don't know, your dog wearing a Santa hat or something, or the cat that shoots out laser beams out of its eyes puking rainbows i could print that on the other side or it's 50 dollars extra for a double side and you get two inserts in one and then like with the jk it's two minutes you just take it switch it flip it around and drop it back in and you're done so if the police are looking for you uh if you have time to to flip it around right that would be put the back of the blue 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I gave it the office. <laughs> so let's talk about price. I mean, Tammy's uh, yeah. spent a lot of money here uh, on uh, getting a uh, an insert for each day of the week. Um, right. that, would be, that would be like your underwear where it says, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right. it has your name. <laughs> But uh, so, <laughs> what kind of uh, what kind of price are we talking about here? Give us the 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 low price and what what is the low price as far as our, what do you get for that? Our low on our website is one thirty, and that's for just solid colors. I can do any sort of solid color except neons and metallics because printer our printers don't print those colors. Mm-hmm. And then um, all the way up to one seventy five for our customs. And the custom would be like uh, custom size, custom prints, uh, that that type of thing. Yes. Customs, like we'll have people that come to us and they say, oh, you know, I want a picture with a pit bull on it standing in front of an American flag with an eagle. So I'll go look up and find all, do like probably 10 different designs. And I send them a whole bunch of options to pick from. Holy so, crap. I, yeah, I thought I thought us, they would have to give it to you. I didn't realize you were actually no. ma- being the artist on this. No, I design everything on my computer and I completely work it all up and send them options. And then they'll pick one. You know, I kind of like this one, but I like the dog on this one. So can you flip them? I'm like, yep. So I flip flop <laughs> the dogs around and I switch it and work on it until it's 100% exactly what they want. And then they get their their product. And oh, we ship everything within two days, so there's no waiting. God, you're not making enough money to do all that. That's <laughs> that yeah, art we, stuff. Yeah, we do a lot of work for customs, yeah. so it's not you know it's not just oh here give me your money. All right, thanks. Have a good day. Like we have a relationship with these people because I'll work with them for two or three weeks to make sure everything is right. You know, wow. and and if anyone does have any problems, they message us. We've had. Last Christmas, for example, we had a customer um, come to us from Extreme Terrain, and they bought one of our inserts. Well, he was in a panic because it's the 23rd. His insert just came in, and they bent it. And it was his wife's Christmas present. Oh, my goodness. So we boxed up another insert, ran it up to UPS, overnighted it. It was $130 to get this up to Kansas from Texas. Like I could have driven it up for cheaper just so his wife could have it for Christmas Eve. And we didn't charge him for it. We didn't charge extreme terrain for it. We, you know, we're out, you know, $200 because extreme terrain, because the carrier, whoever they shipped it through had bent the insert. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's not even about the money. It's about making Jeeps look Uh, cool. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Customer satisfaction is what we're talking about here. Really? I mean, yeah. What, what's he going to do? You know, he's all upset. He can't get a hold of them. I'm like, we're going to jump through hoops any way that we can. So, and it, and it doesn't matter how understanding the customer is and about the situation that it wasn't your fault. Yeah. He's always going to have that bad taste in his mouth that, that yeah. is going to be associated with you. So, yeah, you have to do that. I, I mean, yeah. people don't. Uh, I mean, some companies oh, no. don't. But absolutely. But not. I but think it's the right thing. Yeah, I think you have to. You have to do that just for the the good word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, is there, um, well, I had a a whole series of questions I was going to ask about what kind of DPI (laughs) for that you need for the images and all the rest of that stuff. I I would assume that you do accept some designs, uh, and, and probably thank God that somebody was doing some of your work for you, (laughs) but (laughs) is there, is there some basics that people need to know? If, if they have a, a custom that they want that, you know, they can send me the picture and I can work it into a rendering. I have done some. 
um, older images like cartoons and what have you that were not very high quality whatsoever. So I have spent hours and hours. The last mm -hmm, one I right. did, I literally spent 30 hours working in Photoshop and fixing every single pixel on this image just to make sure it was sharp and, and perfect. The colors were bright and vibrant. All the lines were crisp and right. Just because I, this is my name. It's my product. Sure, I don't yeah. want it going out to someone. And, oh, this is not that great. You know, we do put the extra mile into everything. So, so you got to love it when family members come up and say, hey, can you Photoshop this, uh, this picture oh for me gosh. that all these water stains and everything on it? I need that taken off. And uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, see, you have to get in line because <laughs> I have about 10 customs waiting for there's, me. Uh, so. there's, there's people that pay for this. You understand that, right? Right. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> so um, uh, now I know the, the kids out there love the social media. And of course, I'm, oh, I, yes. I'm thinking you guys love social media because it gives you an opportunity like on Instagram. Uh, I don't know if you have an Instagram or not, but it gives mm -hmm. you the opportunity to, to let people see these uh, these these beautiful, beautiful grill inserts. Where people, where can people find uh, find you and you know see these images of these uh, these things? Your website as well. Yes, we have lots of pictures on our website. Um, it's dirtyacres.com, and we have Facebook, which is obviously facebook.com/slash/dirtyacres, and our Instagram is dirtyacres.tx. Excellent. That's where we are. Yeah. So uh, now, Don, I know that uh, we put the screws to you here at the beginning of the show, and so you, you gotta, you gotta, gotta give us something, gotta give us something I to know. give away for the for the listeners. And uh, it was really high pressure. <laughs> what uh, Tony is really bad at that. <laughs> it was terrible. Did you hear him? Well, I can do I, I can do a lot of Google searches and come up with some interesting yeah. pictures. You know, before you uh, <laughs> right. when you were when you were you younger and needed the work. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, we, we managed to work out a deal. And, uh, uh, uh -huh. Don, what, what can you give us? So, what can you give us for our listeners? Well, first, we do have a coupon code for everybody to use. We have um, $20 off for any grill insert, with the exception of customs. But the coupon code is Jeep Talk for Jeep Talk Show. Excellent. That's pretty creative, right? Mm-hmm. Very original. I know, right? <laughs> it, yeah, that's all one word. Yeah, I thought of that by myself, by the way. You're welcome. Excellent. Uh -huh. And then we are going to be giving away one free grill insert to your listeners. Oh, hang on. Uh, I know, yeah. Yes, that gets a ding. So, ding, ding, ding. Uh, and, and I think what we'll do on the, the giveaway, uh, the, the give, giveaway of the, uh, the insert is, uh, I think we're going to do the voicemail thing again, Tammy, where we get people to call in. And uh, let's just make it the first caller, uh, the first person to call in. And uh, Don, I like I like sayings, things that the people have to say. And if they don't say it, they don't win. And that that kind of gives them something to do besides the, yeah, I want it, send it to me. Right. You yeah. know, they they got to work for it a little bit. Uh, okay. What kind of sentence uh, can can we have them say in the voicemail that they they have to say exactly if they want to win? They got to be the first person to leave us a voicemail, and they got to say a, a sentence. What sentence could they use? Well, we have a favorite one that I hashtag a lot on Instagram. I'm kind of making up my own hashtags as I go. Oh, excellent. But when they call, they have to say it with enthusiasm. <laughs> say it like you so want if, it. <laughs> if, yeah. If they just call and say, hey, this is the saying, then we're not going to do it. It's just sorry. There you no. go. <laughs> <laughs> so they have to be excited about it. 
But our favorite hashtag on Instagram is no more naked radiators. Ah, that makes sense. For the love of Pete, cover your radiator. <laughs> no one wants to see that. All right. So, uh, Don, what we'll do is we'll uh, uh, turn on the old voicemail machine and wait for people okay. to call in. And they uh, got to say enthusiastically, there's yes. a bit of acting required on this, guys. It, it is. A no bit. more naked radiators. And then. Uh, no, 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 no. You have to go uh, yeah. radiators. No more <laughs> naked radiators. Right. That, radiators. Yeah, you were not very enthusiastic yeah, about Tony that. is not going to win. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. she doesn't make it for my Jeep. I have an XJ. Did you notice that the only two letter designator she oh, didn't say? Actually, I can make it for an XJ and I have the metal sitting in my garage. Why is your naked radiator showing? <laughs> oh, actually, mine's can- not. Can Remember you, the part can, that I said we can make it for any vehicle? That's true. Yes. So can mm. you make Tony one that says Black Jeeps Rock? I could, yes. I could just put a picture of a... <laughs> I could put a Black Jeep with a rock right next to it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> make it a bag of rocks and then you get, then you got something. So uh, that's great. So we got a giveaway. Uh, and, and yes. The, the, what was the, the discount uh, Discount again was... Uh, how, what was it? 50% off? Is that what you said? Uh, $20, $20 off. Oh, okay. Well, I tried, guys. Getting into my bottom line, Tony. <laughs> yeah. And that's coupon code Jeep Talk, one word. Yes. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And then call in, and you could win one of these uh, beautiful uh, grill inserts from uh, Dirty Acres. And don't forget that when you get this and you install it into your, your Jeep, your big rig, your truck, whatever, uh, you need to give us a picture because we want a picture that we can yes. share with all our, our folks. And I'm sure Dawn over at Dirty Acres uh, Grilling Search would, love, would love to have one as well. Yes. And just for the record, we do have a lifetime warranty on all of our oh, grill inserts. that's right. That's very Top important. Top to bottom, yes. We are the only one in the industry that offers a full lifetime warranty. So that covers rock chips, dings, acid rain, hurricane, tornadoes, trees on the trail, semi-trucks, whatever it is. You know, it it doesn't matter what condition or what happened to it. If it's not looking up to par, send it back to me and I'll ship you out a new one. Excellent. Wow, what a great so, deal. That is just wonderful. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because I figured it was just, you know, if something bad happens to it, but you're just talking no. about something like the, it's just not looking as, as good as it did when I first got it. I got a, a Jeep show to yeah. go to. I want it to look nice. That's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it, it works out better that your Jeep look cool because honestly, that's why I do this. I don't make a million dollars doing this. I, you know, I'm, I'm working out of my house and you know, we, we spend so much time doing it. I should really be sitting in the Bahamas at this point in time. But we really just want Jeeps to look cool and uh, people I, to love I the think, product. I think you're enjoying what you're doing, Dawn. And I, think, I love it. I yeah, love it. And I think that's the big thing about it is you're doing something you really enjoy. And and it's wonderful when people uh, enjoy what you're doing and share in that. Yeah. So I, I understand. It's, it's much it's the great. same for us doing the show. All right. Yeah. Well, Don, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, uh, you did a great job, and uh, we'll have to have you back. Thank you. Uh, you know, especially if you come up with some other products. Like, I don't know if you guys have thought about, I don't know if it, the printers would lend themselves to inserts in windows, because you see a lot of that where uh, you yeah. have flags and stuff in the windows. I don't know if you guys have thought about that, or or maybe even one of those uh, Jeep tramp stamps uh, that, that cover up the yep. for the people removing the, uh, the, the, the tailgate. Anything, any ideas coming up that you might be thinking about doing uh, something like that? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) We have a lot of stuff in the works. Actually, we um, next week, we have a product coming in. It's the license plates, the customized license plates. 
So we can actually make one. We have one, uh, she ordered a custom grill insert, but she also wanted a custom license plate for her car. So the front of her car matches the front of her Jeep. Interesting. With the same tag on it. So yeah, it's going to be the exact same design on both pieces. So we can print those as well. But anything, anything flat I can print on. We actually have done a tramp stamp. We put a custom logo on a tramp stamp. Um, we have some pictures of that, I think, on our Facebook page. And yeah, we have a couple big new products that are coming out here in the next couple weeks. So they'll be ready for Christmas. And mm-hmm. we will be sure to give you all a call back in so we can yeah, please do. talk about those. We're uh, kind of excited. There's some big stuff. All right, Don. Well, we could, <laughs> we could sit here and talk for the whole show, but I'm going to let you oh, run. Thank you so much. And, uh, Thank and, you. and please let us know when you have things coming up and we're happy to share it here on the show. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Sammy. And, of course, a big Jeep wave and a big thanks goes out to Don for taking the time to talk about all those really cool Dirty Acres grill inserts they've got. Hey, do you have an idea for a guest? Maybe you work in the off-road industry or know somebody who does. Maybe you'd like to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and share your idea for a next great guest. It could very well be you. You know, speaking of guests, uh, we uh, we had a, a really big announcement that we did on October 1st about a guest that's coming up this month, uh, the, uh, the Michelin folks that uh, do the BF Goodrich tires. And I would be remiss in not mentioning uh, that uh, they are giving away uh, to our listeners, or at least one lucky listener, a brand new set of BFG KO. Uh, two or km3 tires and when i say set it is a set of five i just assumed four and i was talking to him like i think it was october 1st that i was uh, talking to him and uh, the the young lady said oh and that's five tires <laughs> so it wasn't me saying hey is that is that gonna be four because five would be better no no she just said oh it's five tires and i was man that's this just amazing so uh and, and i wanted to pin down what size is and she said, if it's a, a KM2 or a KO3, the sizes they come in. <laughs> so this is, this is just amazing. And what you'll win is a certificate. They'll send you out a certificate so that you can take that uh, and, and redeem it for a full set of tires. And damn it, we better have some pictures. I mean, this is, this oh. is huge. I mean, this is wonderful. I mean, this is, uh, we've never had uh, these folks on our uh, show before as a guest. And right out of the gate, here's a set of tires, a backpack uh, with some hats and some stickers, and a, a, trail, uh, a tra- trail toolkit, BF Goodrich t- Trail Toolkit. So it's not just one uh, item, it's three. Absolutely wonderful. Can't say uh, enough about them. And uh, a big shout out to Dawn over at Dirty Acres uh, Custom Inserts. Because you know they stepped up and uh, giving away that insert that uh, uh, that you just heard about, and we're just really excited to be able to bring this this stuff to you guys. It's just wonderful. I, I can't uh, imagine. Uh, I, I never imagined that we would have our guests uh, uh, putting stuff up like this for us. Thank you very very much. So coming up next week, Mike Heath is going to be back to talk to us about True Patriot. You remember uh, we spoke with him uh, not very long ago, and uh, he's got some uh, new upcoming information to share with us and uh, contacted us. It took us up on that offer of uh, we'd really love to have you back. And here's another case. When, when I tell you, great interview, we'd love to have you back. Please take us up on it. We'd love to hear from it. Uh, it Mike was a, a great interview. So we look forward to talking to him next week. From the mind of Nikki G. 
Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, just caught the show talk. This bird's being a butthead. Hey, keep it down! Uh, he, apparently, he doesn't speak English. Anyhow, uh, caught the show. We're talking about bolt locks, and uh, I find I was actually been thinking about getting a bolt lock. Uh, I like to keep my high lift jack on my Jeep, and uh, I got a master padlock to lock it up. Not that I'm worried about people stealing it. I just don't want my kids to play with it. And uh, I lost the key, so I had to cut it, cut the lock off. So I've been thinking a bolt lock would be great. And I went on the website, and they, they have a lock for every application. Uh, trailer hitches, uh, toolboxes, just, if you can think of it, the cable lock. The bolt has a lock to lock it up. Uh, sadly enough, Josh, uh, they don't make a lock lock up your Honda and Tammy they do sell something that you can lock up your D-ring but they only come in a set of two alright boys and girls I'll uh, chat you later you have a good one bye dang birds this has been from the mind of Nikki G okay class it's time for a review let's check it out check it out it's time for Jeep Mama's product review. Yeah, what is it and why do I want it? Uh, Tony and Josh, when I first started doing my product reviews, I was, you know, a newbie, I guess you would say. So I thought, you know, I think it'd be a good idea to, and I was excited and everything was cool. So I thought I would like kind of maybe look back on a few things that I reviewed way back when, because um, I have like a different perspective now on everything. Um, so anyway, this week's product review is on my EK Motorsports grab handles. And grab handles are used for safety and convenience on a roll bar of Jeeps or the A-pillars, depending on what kind you get. And there are so many different styles out there from the paracord to nylon webbing, like the ones I have on the EK Motorsport grab handles. Okay, well, actually, I have three different types of grab handles on my Jeep and each are great and the perfect fit for the locations I'm using them at. So I use the EK Motorsport grab handles on my roll bar on the driver's side and passenger side doors. And these grab handles have been consistently rated as the best performing and highest quality in the industry. And they feature a strong hook and loop fastening system that attaches to most roll bars and they are lined with a rubber pad that helps you prevent prevent you from your hand slipping. Um, that rubber grip, I find it really comfortable. And the thing that I like about these grab handles is they don't sag after you've been pulling on them for a long time, which is one of the reasons I think they are perfect for the part of the Jeep where I have them in and because they don't get in the way of my head while driving or getting in and out of the Jeep. And that is one thing I would have never thought of when I first got them. Um, but they're perfect for that spot on your roll bar. Now, the main reason when I first bought these had nothing to do with quality or um, how they attached to the roll bar. It was because they were available in... 100% nylon webbing that was available in all sorts of colors. And I bet you guys can't guess oh what color. I was going to jump in. I was going to jump in and say it was because of. 
uh-huh yeah they're they're purple <laughs> they have all sorts of colors and i'll say i'm pleased with these grab handles because you know they are very sturdy and high quality and they don't sag and of course i love their look the only thing I felt was a negative was the price was $45, but they're sold in pairs. And if you really compare them to other grab pedals out there, that's a pretty good deal. Um, but, you know, you get what you pay for, and these are definitely high-quality, sturdy, and great-looking grab handles. Now, I will say you can find a pair for less on Amazon um, but only in certain colors, and I believe those colors are red and black. Yeah, yeah. How ironic is that? So you can find them on Amazon. They come in two inch, one and three quarter inch, three inch, or three and three quarter inch wide. Um, and you know, just search up um, EK Motorsports grab handles, and you'll find them. I, I don't know of any reason not to have grab handles in a in a Wrangler. I mean, it just this makes common sense. It's, it makes it easy to get in, right. get out. Uh, hold exactly. on to whenever you uh, yep. you're trying to open up a bo- uh, a jar of pickles. It's just just handy. Not a Wrangler, nothing, any lifted rig for that matter. Well, right, you need a roll right. bar. I mean, it's no, you well. can't you can't put it in the Cherokee. I mean, unless you got an interior well, roll got, bar, yeah, a sport cage or yeah, something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely that that would be a no brainer uh, certainly to have that. But there's not that many uh, internal cages in uh, in Cherokees. Now, could you guys do you guys have like the A pillar like we do where you could attach? Um, grab handles to that. Do you remember me asking you about that one that you put in? That's a that's a hard one that's metal right, and you yep, hang on to it. So it or, yeah. Is there you're going to hit your head on that? I was concerned. The Cherokee right. uh, cab is much lower than the mm-hmm. Wrangler, and and uh-huh. I, you, I think you would literally get a head gash uh, yeah. taking your Cherokee off road. I mean, huh. I, my switch panel. I've turned things on with my head before going uh, <laughs> off things. Oh, jeez. So. <laughs> Oh, there goes that. Um, you know what? I'm going to have to get in a, a Cherokee. I've never. Well, I was in a Cherokee when I was. Don't don't do it. In elementary school. No, you'll you'll be wanting to sell your Wrangler and get it. Get one oh, of those. I will not. <laughs> I will not. Josh did not see that coming. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will not. You never know. Have an idea for a product review? Just go visit our contact page at the Jeep Talk Show and let us know what you'd like to hear as our next product review. And coming up in a few minutes, we're going to hear a little bit about some events that are happening in your hometown and around the nation in Wheeling Ware. Well, pretty soon that uh, door closing sound will be uh, being made from a different kind of a vehicle uh, here, hopefully very soon for me. I, I think I have found a new home for the Honda. Yay. Now, for old time's yes. sake, are you actually going to have them sneak in in the middle of the night <laughs> and take it and drive it away just <laughs> right. so that when you wake right, up in the morning, have them do it randomly, you know, where you just say, hey, <laughs> Phil, within the next week, sometime, your choice. <laughs> And and if you, yeah. if you if you get the camera set up, you can get out there with a shotgun. Make it empty, but rack you know, rack it rack around. <laughs> it's a setup. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a bill of sale. I swear. <laughs> no, that'd be funny. That would be funny. Yeah, that'd be great. No, um, it, it's long long overdue that the Honda finds a new home. I, I've been reluctant to sell it just because of how mechanically sound it's been and and oh, uh, how much gas it saves me driving t- and driving that instead of the Jeep every every day. So. 
Um, it, it's just been one of these things that, uh, well, now after five times being stolen and, and, and four times broken into, uh, it's time for it to go away. Um, so I found it, found it a new home and then in the next week or so, it's likely going to be there and this time it'll be on purpose. Oh, man, so, I, I hope it stays, you can keep it for just a little bit longer. Now the funny thing's going to be if somebody steals it from the new owner and drops it off on your street. <laughs> I'm going to work one day. Wait a minute. That's my old car. <laughs> right. What the hell? I recognize that vehicle. I remember a long time ago, you actually had plans of uh, getting another uh, commuter vehicle. Are you going to, uh, is that still your plan or are you like yeah. most people and you ran out of money? <laughs> no. Well, so, so, um, I, you know, I got some funds set aside and, and everything. And there was one particular deal that was already all set up and everything like that. The problem is the guy completely ghosted on me. It was like yeah. kind of a friend of a friend of a friend type of thing. And, uh, and the guy just fell off the face of the earth, right? No call, no show and didn't respond to anybody's messages or attempts of communication for weeks. And so I was like, all right, well, clearly the guy got hit by a dump truck or something. I, you know, <laughs> not on this face of the earth any longer. Um, so I, I just gave up on that sort of thing and, and just like, all right, well, I'm going to, you know, keep looking for that, you know, one in a million deal. Like I had found, I, you know, it was all, all set and ready to go. Um, and I, you know, kind of bad blood with this guy a little bit because had he shown up that, that one weekend, my car would not have gotten stolen. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, cause it was, it all would have gone down that weekend and, and, uh, uh and I, I wouldn't have had my Honda. I would have had this other car and. And so, yeah, it was, uh, it was one of these things to where just yeah, really bad hand of cards that got dealt. But uh, I guess the guy ended up with a really nasty blood disease. He was in the hospital for, uh, for a while. Uh, I guess it was so bad it was like touch and go. He was in ICU type of stuff. Uh, the week that he got out, his mother-in-law died. Um, so it's just like, really? I was, okay. Josh, sure. you're, you're just a horrible, horrible <laughs> person for thinking evil thoughts oh, no. about this guy. He's gone through <laughs> yeah. enough. Allegedly, you, allegedly, you and your stolen Honda stories, your your it's tales. His fault. It's his fault. <laughs> I'm know, not I, blaming him, but it's his fault. Things happen for a reason. You weren't meant to have that other vehicle. Something bad could have happened, and that glasses always half full, right? Yeah, exactly. So, Tammy, I see something here that uh, indicates to me that you need a a new Jeep truck when they come out. Yeah, um, the don't ever have your <laughs> son work at CarMax. Um, my Jeep is now officially the family car. Because? Um, well, my son, my 18-year-old, soon-to-be 19-year-old son works at CarMax. He loves his job. He is ugh, he's so enthusiastic. And the thing is, when you work at CarMax, you can... Um, you or your family members um, can buy the wholesale cars that come in on the lot. And so every day he's texting my husband, Dad, look at this. It's a 19 blah, blah, blah Corvette. Or here's an Audi blah, blah, blah. Here's a this or that. Well, <laughs> um, along comes a Mercedes, I don't know, some big number, 300, <laughs> 500 18 series. Millimeter. I, don't, I don't know. Some number <laughs> Mercedes. And it's a hard top convertible. And my husband traded in the avalanche for, we have now what? have a, yes, we now have a. For an has, SL500 convertible? 
<laughs> I believe so, yes. Wow. Yeah, and it, it only has two seats. Yeah, yeah. No, the Mercedes convertibles are a two-seater roadster type of thing. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. You know, Sold the so, avalanche. I don't, don't want to upset any avalanche owners out there, but yeah. I think that was a, a wise decision. <laughs> well, the thing is, he was going to have to put in like $1,000 worth of work on the avalanche. Um. The avalanche, actually the Mercedes is five years older, has way less miles. The avalanche had tons of miles. We don't have the, our boat anymore. We don't, um, we're not in Boy Scouts anymore, so he's not hauling the trailer. Oh, okay. We don't have to help neighbors move anymore. Oh, you won't now. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, That's for but sure. But the thing is, I told, um, I told everybody, I'm like, ha ha, because they're all laughing at me. Because they're like, oh, we got this, you know, we're, we can go topless too. And I'm like, ha ha, joke's on you. Now, when we go on our family outings, we have to take the Jeep. You all have to drive in my Jeep. And they're like, oh, we'll just all take our own cars. Oh, wow. So, I know. They're, they're just messing with me. But What's the, the, uh, what's the minimum uh, or the maximum age for adoption, Josh? I, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Late, very, very late term abortion here. I mean, uh, the the Mercedes but, is nice and all, but if you're if you're driving in traffic, you're still still sitting low. I, I to me, oh if it was God, me, I, an, a new Rubicon Wrangler uh, two door would have been uh, my choice, and uh, would have made Tammy buy it for me. But the, uh, he, my husband let me drive it the other day, and I get in it, and I'm just sitting in the dri- in the driveway, and I'm like, oh no, 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 I'm not gonna be able to drive this on the street. And I you did. You get spoiled. You get spoiled and sitting up high and being able to see things. It's like a fighter pilot. You can see everything around scary. you. It's scary. Um, but you know, it, I, I life's too short. Get you know, trade it in. Where he's sick of the uh, truck. And, you know, some people like that, and and yeah, it, it would be I, I, it would be fun. To, I mean, they're very safe vehicles. If it's a diesel, uh, even better. Um, so there's uh, there's lots of good things about Mercedes. I mean, Audi, nah. Um, BMW, nah. Uh, Mercedes is one that I could uh, I could see uh, having, or at least uh, having one for my wife to drive. But of course, she's a Jeep girl too, so she wouldn't be any any interested and, in seeing and driving around it either. And it has a feature when he's on uh, off road type situations or where he needs. I don't know why why you would do that with a Mercedes, but he can push a button and it lifts the whole. It like lifts it a couple inches. Hmm. Interesting. For clearance. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. You speed bumps and things. Yeah. Or so. IEDs, you know, whatever, you know. Right. Exactly. When you're out. I didn't, you know, I think once the doctor put those in, the in they were supposed to stay. Uh, yeah. No, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes Tony, you have to go around no! and make sure to put it back in place. You blindsided yeah. me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't know that they could slip out. It's just. Uh, can, I, I guess there's a recall. I it's, guess it depends uh, on the uh, the age and how much activity is that has occurred. All right. Well, I think it's time to roll along. Yes, move right along. Well, how about some uh, talking about some events that are around the world and maybe in your neck of the woods? And we'd like for you to let us know about your event. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com/slash/contact. Click and fill out our wheeling where form. It comes straight to us. And even though we get a ton of those all the time. Uh, we got to select uh, just a couple for each and every show. So if we don't get to your event, our apologies, our apologies, we will eventually get the word out. So we have the 7th annual Jeep Creep coming up October 26th through the 28th at Riverwalk Place in Gladwin, Michigan. 
This uh, well, and we have the Overland Expo East. The Overland Expo West has already happened. Now it's time for the East Coast to get their overlanding on November 9th through the 11th at the Rebranch south of Asheville in North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more information about these events or any of the events we've ever talked about here on the show, just head over to the show notes for the episode you're listening to and click on the links in the Wheeling Wear notes and you'll be able to get all the information you need for all this sort of stuff. So. Each and every week, you guys get to know us a little bit better by listening to the show and listening to us dribble on about whatever we're talking about. Give us a chance to get to know you a little bit better by reaching out and saying hello. Let us know who you are, where you're from, where you're listening to the talk show, and of course, what kind of Jeep you drive. What's your favorite color? Whatever you want to say, we want to hear it. Everybody's got a Jeep story, right? Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and learn how you can get in touch with us. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. You still here? Show's over, man. Go home. Go to work. Go to the parts store. The bar. I don't care. I mean, you don't have to go home, but we're done here. Fini, the curtains are closing. Go on. Shoo. No, you hang up first. Podcasting since 2010.